Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Avisu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. Back again with another of our end-of-year review top tens. Maybe a top nine here. We'll see. Before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. Episode three, or part three, or whatever you want to call three, it. Part three, yeah, yeah. All right. Three. We did, um, you know, we did comic movies the last, and TV the last time, and then the one before yep. that was, uh, I think it was collecting and something else. Collecting, we had music. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had sports moment. Ooh, okay. Now we're here for TV. And, uh, I think we're going to do top nine. I had a 10th, but I'm going to bump what I had in 10 to my uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is beef. Uh, I don't know if it's in yours, and if it is, we don't have to get too much into it right now. Uh, the Netflix show, uh, Stephen Young and uh, Ali Wong. Uh, we both liked it a lot. I know when, when it first hit, uh, we both, uh, went through it real quick, uh, pretty much binged it, both of us. So, uh, I'm pretty sure of anything on both of our list, uh, this one could be headed towards some, uh, some wins, some, uh, Emmy wins. It looks like, uh, it's, uh, it got a lot of nominations, so, uh, it could be a big award winner before you know it, but yeah, that was going to be my number 10. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a 10 cause I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. First of all, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was all over the place with this one, but, um, as I was just trying to figure out uh, what to do, I finally came out with one. So this doesn't even get any bigger. Um, I had to write it in my notes for uh, on the my lap my my laptop on my computer. A little note thing for uh, for you Mac users. But yeah, this one, I got the notes on my phone. <laughs> I had it, but I had to transfer it all to my computer screen. It's like it's right. It's bigger. <laughs> but uh, coming in at number nine, this was a, a one that we were going to supposed to talk about, but then the holidays hit and we were just all over the place with it. But this is Squid Game: The Challenge. Yep. It was what nine episodes? I think I don't. I, don't I think so. It was interesting how they dropped it. It was. Uh, three weeks and yeah so it was 10 episodes and we got i think the first five we got the first five or six that first week and then i think we got the the next three or four in week two and then they saved the final episode for the final week which I almost felt like I get what they were doing there, but based on what the final episode was, maybe they should have saved the final two for that final week, in my opinion. But either way, great show. 
Yeah, I mean, it was good. At first, I thought it was just another uh, that because they're talking about doing a season two for Squid Game, so I thought it was going to be that. So I was like, all right, cool, because I was like, they didn't even advertise for this. Well, I didn't see anything, so I just clicked on it and then realized, oh shit, this is a reality game. And then I was kind of like, well, all right. I mean, they're not going to kill him, so let's just see. Uh, what they're gonna do so it, there was kind of a couple of games from the uh from the actual tv series of course they, they weren't gonna shoot and kill everyone the, the red light green light one supposedly took like seven hours or seven something hours. like that crazy yep. for them to do it <laughs> but when they um for those of you that did see it because eric and i we binged the first batch of it and then when it got to the end i was like wait a minute there's still like 20 people left what are they gonna do yeah Just, eliminate them all at once you didn't realize that oh this was part one then we're gonna get part two later and i was like oh man so then so we had to wait that's how it, it hooked you in made you watch however many i can't remember how many five or six or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and then they made you come back uh, a week later or so so we we're like oh man but luckily i didn't see any spoilers for this because we didn't watch the actual Good. finale until i think it was like a couple days after it came out so i didn't really know who who won so i was like oh my god so we were like oh so we've got we got through the whole series and everything the biggest thing that i did like uh with the red light green light when the uh the scanners or whatever was catching them they uh at first i was like is there like somebody because that they would like these things would blow up on them like they got shot at first, I was like, well, is there, like, somebody with BB guns or whatever up in the rafters no. shooting at them? They're but wearing then, the paint packs. But yeah. as we were watching it, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, rewind that. And I saw it. I said, oh, I said, there's something under their shirts yeah, uh, that are blown up. Because yeah. they, they showed that later on after, after the whole thing was over. There was, like, a making of and interviewing the winner and all that. So I was like, oh, that was cool. And then the... Uh, the cracker one, which everybody was, I don't know how much of this was scripted because there was a lot of people really acting like way too sure. serious. Sure. Like, oh, like yeah. if they don't do this, they were going to die and all that. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they told them, look, man, you're going to be safe, but try to make it as real as possible. Like you are going to die or something. Cause there was some of, there was a lot of people in this game that I hated. And yeah. So, well, the so, one guy, the football player, he, I told you this before, he completely reminded me of the quarterback from that movie Brick. And like, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, he reminded me so much. Anybody that knows the movie Brick, uh, the, the guy, the quarterback, if you don't put me in the game, how are you going to figure out what I'm supposed to do? Like he's, he was like that, like he totally reminded me of that. And I know like he was like the people, the person everybody like loved to hate. <laughs> oh, there was so many guys on this. I hated got on right. my nerves. Well, yeah, I you just, know who I'm talking about though. That guy, yeah, I'm looking at, player. I'm looking at pictures of everybody. I think he, wasn't he like four, three, one or something like that? Four, three, two. Four, three, two. Yeah. Yeah. I just said you something. I just got that. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. So oh, <laughs> I I heard, yeah, I didn't know. I did, the last I heard it wasn't on blue. So this is news to me. Very exciting. Yeah. So I, I just got it because I hadn't seen it in forever. Yes. So. Oh, so good. So but, good. 
these except yeah there were so many players on the show that i was just like oh my god uh how many did it there was it was like a few hundred people maybe that started this whole thing i can't remember yeah, what no said. it was uh it was like 400 and like it was either 453 or like 459 somewhere in that range it was over 450 and after even like red light green light like nearly i think got rid of like 200 people like first game they they basically did that and then there was like other games where it halved them like the uh, the gombo the marbles uh halved everybody again that was like a, a big cut so they had or they always had like uh these things where it was like big cuts I did love a lot about it, and it is, like, representative of what Squid Game was. Wait a minute. Is this on your list at all? It was an honorable mention. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, it was... I loved it. Like, it was was a great watch. But as far as... You know how much I love competition reality, and I have a couple of competition reality on my list here. It obviously was not the most fair. Like... There were things like completely out of your control. It wasn't your social game or your skill or anything. You could just get eliminated just like that for no reason, by no fault of your own. Like not, no social mistake, no offending somebody else, no played the game wrong. It was just like you're out. And it was like, that's how Squid Game is, but... Also, obviously, not the most fair competition reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like I said, the the acting part of it all. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what what they actually said to them, but I, I did like the world they built for them. Um, what they say this was New Zealand, or I thought it was in Australia. I th- thought they filmed it in oh, Australia. Yeah, I don't know. Wherever they built it, it just. They yeah. built this whole big world and like in a yeah. big hangar and, it and looked all this. So good. It looked just like the show. The sets were so good. It the the one place where they stayed, where they slept, it looked just like the show. The marbles, the gombu room looked just like it. The the do the cookie, cut out the cookie, that looked just like it. They had the stairs room. I, that was like one of the best parts about it. It looked so good. Yeah, but it it was it was cool. I liked everything about it. It was just the people that right. uh, that were in it. And when it came down to the final uh, three, all three of those people it was two guys and a chick. If you guys haven't seen it, we won't tell you the winner or anything. But right, I liked what they did and everything and. You guys know me, especially with some kind of survivor or or big brother thing when they're, oh, we need to make these alliances. They were doing that on this show, and that oh, was yeah. bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't get it. It, it. Even I was sitting there yelling at the screen, telling Eric, because he, he doesn't watch these type of shows. And I was telling him, I said, you go in there to win. Don't go in there to, oh, I'm going to be best friends with these people forever, because you know you're going to have to turn on them at some point. But so, then it was funny because the one girl who thought that in the game, I thought you'd love her. You said you didn't like her either. 
Oh no, man! The one, I, the one that I wanted to win once. So I was like, all right. Well, oh no, no, yeah, no! I got to give I won- you that. That was cool. Um, it was funny when you asked me for my pick. Like literally, like ten minutes later, that guy got eliminated. But my pick after that did make it to the final two. So I was pretty happy about that. That amazingly halfway through the person you picked and the person I picked made it to the end. That was pretty cool. There was, there was a a couple, there was one that I really, really wanted to win, but that person got eliminated because I mean, they, I think if they still four, there's 400 people, you you can't focus on all of them. So the ones that they picked to focus on a lot, I did like their 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 story and everything and why they're doing this and da da da. da. Everyone had a sob story. Uh, nothing. I'm not saying anything negative towards that, but um, they, oh, I need this money for this, 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 and that. I mean, that that's cool and everything. Of course, you got to go in there with some kind of story so they can at least uh, focus right. on you. But right. I don't know. But overall, I thought it was a really good game show. Uh, it just bugged me with all the acting that these fools were doing in it, <laughs> and the, and the people. They just think they're they're the shit, and that ah, I can't be beaten. This and that, and I was just like, ah, it was it was bugging the hell out of me. But I was happy. Wait, what is this? I just sent you. Um, oh, I got uh, this game, and this is the expansion. The game hasn't arrived yet. Um, this is pretty cool because it's a pop. Uh, it's it's not as big as a normal pop, but it's kind of cool. Um, it's got a faceplate. So you can cover the face and then otherwise the um, the unmasked guy that in the show, that was the undercover detective, June Ho. So right. kind of cool. And it was like four bucks. So why not? <laughs> but I mean, the, the show's good. If you guys liked the series and had didn't even try to watch this, it's worth watching. It's I mean, it watching. was cool. But yes. if, if you do watch all these reality shows, uh, you probably watched it, and I'm sure. I mean, it, it was it was what it was. I mean, it was it, it kept my attention enough to as soon as one episode was over, boom, I just went right to the next one. So, because right. uh, when we when yeah. Eric and I started, I said, "Do you want to watch this?" He goes, "Well, what is this? It? It's like a reality show game." He's like, oh, "Okay, let's check it out." I was gonna give it one episode if I would if I didn't care about anyone, I, I wouldn't have continued. But I just I got sucked in. So I had to see how it was going to end. And then we did that first batch in one night. And then I got mad because we had to wait. I was like, ah, so that's how they get you. But uh, yeah, my number nine uh, for TV this year is Squid Game, The Challenge. And this is on Netflix. Yeah. And can't wait for season two. Um, They showed at the very ending. If you want to do it, you can apply now. They're casting now. So they're going to do another round this year. I don't know if we'll see another season by the end of the year. It might take a whole nother year. We might not see it till uh, 25, but uh, yeah. You want to do it? Nah, I'm too old and tired. <laughs> oh. I don't have time. <laughs> where, where, do you oh. think, where do you think you would be out? Uh, hmm. You think you'd make it past red light, green light? I or think cookie? so. I, I think I'd. The cookie, I don't know. I, I think they, they they can't they can't do the, the same challenge. They can't do the same challenges again. Of well, course, they got to do red light, green light. They got that, that, that's they gotta a must. Do a few. They got to do a few. Yeah. yeah, that's a must. They have to do that. I don't think they need to do battleship. Like they got to do the cookie. They got to do the cookie, they, and they got to do the bridge. I don't think do the bridge. bridge. I don't think they'll do that. I mean, I think they'll do 
Red light, green light, the cookie. And then I think they'll have to change it up. Uh, yeah. Battleship, I thought that was cool, but that it, that's different. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Different. They they had to make some, <laughs> they had to make some different games because they couldn't use uh, yeah. all the games, and there was no battle royal at the end uh, with <laughs> with the final two. So, but I mean, it, it was it was what it was. It was cool. I, I liked it. Whoever uh, came up with this idea to make, turn it into a game show, and, and it did. But like I said, man, go in there to win. Lie, cheat, and steal, like Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. Yeah. I mean, you can't go in there. Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be friends, and and then you end up crying. And, oh, shut up, man. Just play but and You win. also can't be too loose, because then no. people like think, oh, he's just easy to get out. Just, just get him get, out. Get in there with that attitude and keep all your your intentions of I'm gonna win and I'm gonna be crooked and I'm gonna cheat and steal to to win this. All that yeah. money, because that money's falling into that big piggy bank right in front of you every every time someone gets eliminated. Yeah, just be so, nice to people. Don't like rub anybody the wrong way. Really, like be cool. You don't have don't... to promise anything. You don't have to be like, let's do an alliance. But don't like, I'm against you. I gotta get this person. Like, as soon as you do that, you're a target, or you're you're to other making other people talk about you and. Try to no. try to talk to everybody as much and as much people as you can because there was a part in this that were like, well, that person never ever talked to me or tried right. to talk to me. I mean, yeah. if, at that point, I understand when the four hundred people there, you can't talk to everyone. Sure, sure, but as sure. it is, if you one of the lucky ones to where as it starts to dwindle down, try to talk to as many people as you can. Just say, hey, my name is so and so. Da 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 da. I'm cool. Double boom boom. All right. Peace. Well, that one guy got eliminated because. Uh, the one, the mom didn't like uh, that she like insulted him about the oranges, so she chose him to be eliminated. So you just even gotta watch little stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hoping that they really think about how their how the how this production goes because there was yeah. some stuff in it where I was like, come on, you guys, are, you're not seeing this. How I pointed out that look, man, everyone in the street clothes got eliminated. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. That out. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, Squid Game, awesome, awesome show. Yep, yep, totally. All right, uh, my number nine is also on Netflix. This is a little bit of a divisive show, but uh, there's enough about it I like that uh, it's going to make my list. I'm a huge, huge fan of the movie uh, that they did on this, but this is the show, and this is completely different from the comic and the movie and everything, and that's why it's got people uh, talking about it. And this is uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off on Netflix. Scott Pilgrim meets the girl of his dream. Ramona Flowers only find out that her seven evil exes stand in the way of their love. The titular slacker and a garage band named Sex Bomb and his friends. His life is turned upside down. He meets Ramona Flowers, an American girl who is recently single. But before their love can blossom, Pilgrim finds himself challenged by the love's previous relationships and must defeat them in over-the-top fashion. That sounds just like the movie. The thing is here, there's there's beats there's story beats from the movie and the comic but there's other parts where it it takes a completely the story's completely different and like i said that's what's got people talking about it and like they kind of tricked people into thinking this was a certain thing another thing that, that, that gives it a boost in my book is everybody from the 
uh, movie voice cast came back. Every single person except for the Katyanagi twins. Every other person came back to reprise their role in their voice. Uh, Superman and Captain America in it? Yep. And they're awesome. <laughs> they're, I, didn't they're even know this, I didn't even know this existed. This was the first time I heard about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It didn't come out that long ago. Let's see. What was the date? Uh, it was pretty late here in the year that it hit. Yeah. November 17th. So pretty late in the year when this came. Uh, just eight episodes. But in that being eight episodes, about every uh, episode is about a half hour, 28 minutes ish. And uh, so where the movie was two hours, this is basically double that. So you got that much more time to kind of explore the characters. And like I said, it's actually very, it's a completely different story. It's almost like a what if Scott Pilgrim. That's how actually how I would describe it, because uh, it is completely different. And it's actually different from the movie as far as like the beats, like, I love the movie so much. It's in my all-time uh, top ten, probably in my all-time top five. I, we did that really early on in the show. I remember that was one of our first pods we did, our top movies of all time. And Pilgrim was in there for me, and it hasn't moved. Uh, just watching the series made me revisit the movie, and still all these years later on, like still admire it so much, love it so much. So, uh, but yeah, the beats even, like compared to the movie, there's a lot of parts where it's like like kind of quick. And it's interesting, like there is like kind of an anime take to this where it's like some of the reactions and the voice acting feel like a little slower and a little delayed, like on purpose. But uh, yeah, I mean, like overall, um, really love it. And I can definitely, like I said, accept it for what it is. But uh, as you can see, you know, it's it's on the lower end of my countdown. But uh, I did love it enough to uh, have it here. And, yeah, that was uh, my number nine spot. Scott Pilgrim takes off. All right. Again, I didn't even know the show existed. So I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. All like right. I said, completely different. It's like not like the comic or the movie. So just so you know. <laughs> All right, this is a, a series that's on uh, Hulu. I kind of came across it last with, with the first season. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year. And uh, I didn't even know who this comedian, these comedians were. But uh, after watching the show, it made me go look up their stand up. And I want to go see them. These guys are down from LA. And this is uh, Hulu's original series, This Fool. Julio Lopez has a heart of gold and goes out of his way to help everyone but himself. Julio attempts to better his community, overcome his condependency, con, con, codependency issues with his family, and navigate working class life in South Central. Uh, the stars. Uh, hold on. What, what can I, I click on? Oh, here, here it is. Duh. Uh, what's his name? Chris Estrada. Is that his name? Yeah, Chris Estrada, Frankie Quinez, Quino, I can't say his name. A uh, Michelle Ortiz and a bunch of oh, uh, Michael Imperioli. Um, was it Spider from uh, Goodfellas? And he was, I think he was Chris in Sopranos. Speaking, of, I need to get back to that. 
And then there's a bunch of other people that that, that are in this. Uh, a lot of comedians and everything. But this show is hella funny. Uh, I loved it. The first season was awesome, and I, we weren't sure if we were going to get a second season. Uh, as soon as I started following uh, Chris Estrada, he announced that there is a second season, so I was juiced. So hopefully, we get a third season at some point. But I thought this this series is hilarious. This, yeah, it's just him in South Central. Him and his cousin, girlfriend, and his family, and all this, the misadventures that they get into as uh, just trying to live their lives and everything. But yeah, this show's hella funny. But if you guys know who this is, or if you guys even seen this show, uh, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. it it's hella funny. I loved it. Um, I watched the first season a few times, and I've, I went through the second season twice. But yeah, this show's awesome. So that came in at my number eight spot, This Fool. All right. Awesome. I heard a lot about it. I uh, need to check it out, though. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Start from the beginning. Will do. All right. Uh, number eight for me, uh, like I kind of teased earlier when we we're talking about uh, Squid Game, the challenge, probably 75% of the stuff I watch. I mean, obviously, I watch a ton of NBA basketball. And when I lost NBA basketball uh, during the pandemic, uh, 2020, uh, I was really in search. That's what led me uh, down the rabbit hole with all this competition reality shows, The Challenge, Big Brother, uh, always loved The Amazing Race. And uh, that's what's going to come in at uh, my number eight spot. Uh, my favorite of the competition reality shows, The Amazing Race, in its 35th season, got uh, hour and a half long episodes uh, this time. So that was really fun. But what's crazy to look at is, yeah, they were an hour and a half, but obviously it, they actually just took advantage of that and filled it with commercials. Because if you compare season 34, episode one, it was uh, 43 minutes long. Uh, the first episode of season 35 was only an hour and five minutes. So it was basically like 15 minutes longer. Like, And I guess that makes sense. It's a half hour longer, but yeah, half of that's going to be commercials. So, uh, But it was cool to get for the first time ever this kind of extended race. It was obviously basically because of the strike. They knew they needed to fill time. So Survivor got an hour and a half and Amazing Race got an hour and a half rather than their normal hour slot. So the cool thing was, was when uh, the host, Phil, found out that the network wanted that, instead of re-editing uh, the season they had ready to go, they went out and they just filmed a whole brand new season with the idea. So... Uh, they had the most teams uh, that they've ever had racing. I, I can't remember if it was like 13 or 14 teams and no non-elimination legs, even though they do the whole thing where it's uh, no non-eliminations, but they do mega legs where uh, it can sometimes go into two episodes. So nobody gets eliminated in the episode. So it's basically non-elimination. It's funny they say that, but... It's just because it's mega leg and they just keep racing. It's like doubly as long as a a normal day. Uh, of all the shows, this is the one I would love, love, love to do the most. Uh, tell Jade all the time <laughs> that uh, someday uh, we got to do it. We got to be the father-daughter couple. I always channel uh, the father-daughter. Uh, this time was pretty interesting, too, as far as the father-daughter team. 
the daughter was really a go-getter, really pushing her dad, who was on the older side. He was uh, either in his late 50s or early 60s. And the whole season, she was like, come on, dad, come on, dad. And he's like, uh, okay, I'm coming. Come on, dad. And uh, coming off of uh, the Big Brother season, which had uh, Matt, the first ever deaf player, uh, we had not the first deaf player to play Amazing Race, because that actually had happened before, but uh, 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 father-son, where the the father was deaf and the son uh, was not. And so it was that, uh, like that movie, uh, Coda. It was that kind of dynamic. So that was really cool. But overall, uh, like I said, this is uh, always one of my favorites. So uh Felt like I, I wanted to include it on the list. We get a, a new season here, uh, March 13th. So just around the corner from another one from my uh, favorite series. And yeah, number eight for me is uh, this year or last year's uh, Amazing Race. All right. Coming in at my number seven spot, this is a documentary that was on Showtime. And if you have Paramount Plus, a lot of Showtime stuff goes there. So. But this is um, Thriller 40, a documentary about uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album. 40 years after the release of Michael Jackson's Thriller, the best-selling album of all time. Mm, I can agree with that. Uh, director Nelson George takes fans back in time to the making of a pop masterpiece featuring never-before-seen footage and candid interviews allowing viewers to fully experience the creation of the cultural phenomenon that continues to influence the worlds of music, television, dance, fashion, and more to this day. Um, not quite sure when this came out, but man, this was good. It took me back to when uh, Thriller came out, and that that album. Oh my gosh, I I couldn't believe uh, on how awesome. I knew it was. It was coming out, but we didn't know what it was going to do to the world. And it's still doing to the world. I mean, the, the album came out November 29th in 1982. And it's 2023, and we're still talking about it. I mean, this album was amazing. Because we already had Off the Wall. He had all his Jackson 5 stuff. But when this one, he kind of wanted to get away. He, he already did that when he did Off the Wall. But he wanted to kind of get away from just to be a solo artist. He actually didn't even do a tour for this album. He had to do the Jackson's victory tour. His dad kind of made him look, you guys got to do this. Um, I know he wanted, he just wanted a piece of the pie. So that was why they got the Jackson's. They actually, he did perform the songs from the album, but he had to incorporate his brothers in on it and everything. But the album is amazing. Um, and the documentary was really cool. I know with this whole allegations and everything, uh, when all that was was going on, um, and the albums he had out after were, were just as good, but nothing, nothing touched or compared to Thriller because uh, we we're talking about old uh, record stores when you go in and you see these big displays of albums that are coming and posters and all that. Man, this was this had the works. Every, pretty much every record store that you went in. Well, back in the day, boys and girls, there used to be record stores. No, there isn't. <laughs> like chain record stores. So Sam Goody, I, Warehouse, yeah, like Tower Records. Records, Tower, all of that. Um, 
So you used to like, oh man, it was cool. So you go in there to buy an actual album, and then cassettes and everything else came along with that before CDs and everything. But uh, it was a cool documentary. I knew a lot of it, but I think it was just the the interviews that they were the the, the people that were talking to was like Mary J. Blige, um, uh, Usher, uh, a lot of the people that were on the production team uh, that, that that did the music. Um, they talked to uh, Brooke Shields, but she kind of had her thing with Michael Jackson and everything. So, but it was cool. I liked what they did and everything. They had some recordings of Michael, like the just audio recordings of him talking about what they were doing. Um, uh, if Eddie Van Halen was still alive, I, I would I would be awesome if he would took part uh, of this documentary. There wasn't any footage or pictures or anything. Of him when he went in to record that solo and beat it. To me, when people, some people like on these rock and roll pages or thrash pages and everything, someone will go, "Hey man, what's the best solo uh, on an album?" Uh, like this thrash page that I'm a part of. They, somebody asked that question, and I said Eddie Van Halen's uh, solo and beat it. And a lot of a lot of those guys were like, "That's not a thrash song." I said, "You didn't say thrash song. You just said what song." And and to me that was that's still an amazing um, uh, solo he did. He he just did the solo part. He didn't do that. He didn't he didn't do any of that. He just came in. Hey man, we need a solo. Michael from what Michael was saying, he goes, he look, I want somebody that's big right now. I want somebody. He he wanted a white guitar player. He goes, I want I want my my music to reach. Not just the black audience, the the people of color audience. He goes, I want my music to reach, uh, basically the white kids. He goes, that's what I want to do. So that's why they brought in Eddie Van Halen. Because if you listen to Beat It, that's yeah, it's a it's kind of a pop song, but it's like it's a rock and roll song as well. Because that that oh, yeah. solo yeah, yeah. that solo is sick. It's like one of my favorite solos. Eddie Van Halen is like my favorite guitar player of all time. Rest in peace. But. For for me hearing that the first time because I loved Van Halen when I was growing up, but to hear Eddie Van Halen, who had no idea he was going to be on that song, uh, listening to Beat It the first time, or even watching the video, his videos were awesome. All his '80s stuff and into the '90s, and the actual Thriller video was amazing. Uh, Rick Baker did all the special effects. They talked to him. Uh, they talked to John Landis because he he directed it uh, the the film the the small little film uh, Thriller, but the whole thing about that album, I'm like, damn, it's been 40 years. So I mean, it, it's crazy. I and mean, people, st- I still listen to this album today, as well as everybody. You go even on these old stations. It's it's kind of weird though. Classic pop or classic classic soul or whatever. Then you hear Michael Jackson song. And I'm like, shit. I mean, huh. even like Met- Metallica is right. on the classic rock songs, <laughs> classic rock radio. And I'm like, man, Metallica's still going. But I mean, I get it. I mean, <laughs> but. This documentary was really cool. It was only 80 minutes, 88 minutes long. It wasn't, it wasn't very long. I was so into it because I just was a part of my life. And they do talk about the scene when he first did his moonwalk on the, the Motown uh, special. It was, I remember seeing that for the first time live when it happened. And the next day, that's all everybody was talking about. I don't even remember who else performed that night. I mean, the Jacksons came out, did their thing. They all left the stage. Michael stayed there. Then Billie Jean kicked in. 
And then he just blew everybody's mind with his performance. And I mean, I, I can still think, I remember sitting there in the living room at my aunt's house watching that. Cause my cousins, uh, shout out to Renee. She was a huge Michael Jackson fan. So, but to see that for the first time and go, damn, what the hell was that? Uh, it was him when he first did, did the moonwalk on TV. And it, it was it was just crazy, and they, I'm glad they kind of brought they they mentioned that in in this documentary and everything. But um, if you guys have Showtime or Paramount Plus, and I'm selling this to you, it's an awesome documentary. I, I highly recommend recommend you check it out. Um, and that's uh, coming into my number seven spot, Thriller Forty. Interestingly, I just saw a uh, HBO commercial about uh, stuff that's coming this year. That Penguin shows. Finally coming this year. About time. Yeah, I know. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. House of the Dragon season two. You ever f- watch House of the Dragon season one? I didn't watch any of it. It's pretty good. Recommended. Yeah. Season two's coming. So, anyways. Uh, speaking of HBO, at my number seven spot, I got the final season, season four of Succession. Uh, a really awesome final season uh, kicked off with uh, the first episode entitled The Monsters <laughs> as Kendall Shiv and Roman hone their pitch for investors in LA Logan learns of a rival bid on a long coveted acquisition so uh, I don't want to get too deep into the details of the season but basically yeah where we started off is where we left season three was it was kind of uh, the kids teaming up against the old man in uh, Logan. And uh, like I mentioned, every time I talk about succession, uh, it's crazy how good everybody is in the show, but especially uh, Brian Cox as uh, Logan Roy. And then um, we had like kind of like an all time surprise episode go down, which uh, I, I was glad I experienced before hearing about uh the spoiler it was just like i love that when you get that with like the unexpected thing drops on on like a tv show and we had that um even though it was like if you think about it maybe like some it was like bound to happen i guess like it had to happen but it was still like stunning and like expertly done uh when they when they did it uh, as far as these like it goes to show, too, like, if you just look at the little star rating next to the episodes on the IMDb of the succession, a lot of them, it's, you know, pretty standard, 8.6, 8.9. That's all high, 9, 9.1, 8.7. But if you look at the episode I'm talking about, it's 9.9, like a near-perfect episode just because, like, they nailed it. The surprise hit. It was surprising, and just the execution of the episode was amazing. And yeah, I mean, they finished it and it felt like a fitting end to the show. Like it felt like it did all it needed to do. But yet at the same time, like there's still more left for these characters. Like they could technically, if they wanted to years down the line, uh, bring it back as succession or bring it back as another show, call it something else. They could bring back uh, some of these characters and like revisit this world. So uh, I enjoyed it through its whole run. And uh, I, I, part of me is glad they finished it because sometimes it, the worst thing you can do is just like 
run a show into the ground and uh, maybe four seasons was enough but uh yeah i loved it and that was uh at my number seven spot and that was the final season season four of succession all righty rolling on to my number six this is also on paramount plus i'm uh, not sure if it was a showtime thing it could have been but anyway um uh, it just says Paramount Plus. All right. This was uh, Millie Vanilli, the story of Robert. Ooh, I can never say his last name. Plautus? Pil- I think that's how you say his name. And Fabrice Mor- Morvan, Morvan or whatever. Featuring an interview with the real singers, uh, record executives, the producer, mastermind behind the deception, and exclusive interviews with Rob and Fab. Um, this one was really good. It was, it was sad on some of it but it was i mean if you if you know the story of millie vanilli i mean they did a pretty good one with uh behind the music uh when they did this story but this one was just a little it was an hour and 46 minutes so it was stretched out a little bit longer but oh my god i mean I, it nothing was really new there was, there might have been a couple of things that they they added into it but it was sorry about the crying kid it's bedtime but um the stuff that they added in was was really was really good. It was I was just like, man. And I, I felt I felt for I mean, cause they they couldn't talk to Rob. He he passed away um a while back. And it, it was mainly Fab that the Fabrice there that was the main one they were talking to the whole time. And he had a lot of stuff to say. And I mean, cause their English wasn't the greatest when the, in the beginning when they were young doing this because they basically they just got hired. Hey, we need we need some faces to do this music, so just come on, we'll do it this way, and then eventually we'll we'll let you guys uh, perform and sing. So they're like, all right, they were just they were models and they they wanted to do this and they could dance good. So they did it. They put it out there. Didn't think it was gonna go anywhere. Then boom, it just blew up and. There was nothing they can do. They were just rolling with the punches until it finally came crashing down on them. But the sad part was after on what what happened to them, just the the sadness and the depression uh, and everything. And Rob just couldn't couldn't handle it anymore. It it was just his it was really getting to him. Fab Fabrice, he kind of was like. I'm just going to slide this way and, and be out of the, out of the spotlight for a while. But Rob, he, he really wanted to be a big star. He, I mean, they're both good looking guys. He wanted to be, he loved that attention and and the audience. That's just what I got from it. And then it's just, it was just so much for him. And there was a sad part. Fabrice said they were in Hollywood. He goes, yeah, man, it was years and years later. It was, uh, I think it was like right before he died. Rob died. He said, I was on Sunset Strip. I came out of this club and I saw some guy that was all drunk. And he went, hey, man, can you help me out? And he looked up and it was Rob. And he was like, dude, he was like, dude, man, what's up? Oh, man, I've seen you forever. And he was like, hey, man, can you take me home? And then he ended up taking him uh, back to where he was staying at. It was basically a drug house and and everything. So it it was... It was crazy uh, on some oh. of the stuff. That's some of the stuff that they didn't mention in, um, uh, well, I guess it was way before. Because when they did the Behind the Music, Rob was still alive because they right. did interviews with him. 
but this one, I mean, the the newer stuff that was in it, I was like, oh my god, it it was sad. Oh, but rough. I I'm I I was a fan of the music. I liked it. I have it on my phone still. I don't have the full album. I had all just the songs that I liked. I mean, and I and I appreciate what they did. I mean, even they even talked to the the real people that did that that did all the singing and and everything, and they were like. Well, way back then, we were supposed to keep quiet about it, uh, quiet about it. But since that contract is already over with, he goes, now one of the guys, now I can talk about it. So fuck that. I'm going to let you guys know what happened. And then he mm-hmm. really went in. He really went into it. Wow. So I was wow. like, wow. So, but yeah, this, this documentary was really, really good. And it is sad. Um, And I'm just like, man, I would love to see Fabrice because they, they showed him. Uh, singing some of their classic songs at one of his performances, and I actually went and found some videos of him doing it, and it seems like everybody loves it. And he's like, "I still want to do it because everybody loves those songs." And he goes, "And now that I'm singing them, he goes, and it sounds it sounds fine, it sounds good. Does it sound oh. just like the album? No, it doesn't, because those were totally two different singers that were doing it. But for him, he can sing, and he gets up there, he has all the energy to perform." these songs and i'm sure performing these songs are, are tough for him because it, i'm sure it brings back all the 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 chaos that went along with that with those songs when they were performing them and everything so but again it was a really really good good documentary i'm glad that they made it and i'm not don't really hear anyone much talking about it but uh, i i really i watched it twice i was like oh man that was good and it was cool to listen to all the interviews with other people especially some of the people that were really close uh to rob so but oh man again it, it was uh it tugs at your feelings and um, did they everything. show the did they show the infamous moment the girl you that, know it's girl you know it's that was girl, right in the know, beginning it's girl you know it's that was right did? in the beginning and they told him they were like they were like just should have just stayed there and kept going, but I mean, well, that's all it was saying, though. Girl, yeah. you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's. They were like, you should have just went right back. They did go back out there, and finish the set. Yeah, but then I mean, they could have, they could have, they were saying some of them, someone should have said, um, well, we're we're trying to rest our voices because we're doing this big huge tour and da 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 da. Because that's what a lot of people do now. I mean, of course, man. You go out there, especially when you got a big, huge uh, show that you're doing. I mean, you got to have some backing vocal tracks. I mean, because especially if you're out there dancing and all that. I mean, I, I don't I don't think everybody uses it. But like uh, Madonna or Taylor Swift or anybody. I don't know if they're out there. Uh, Madonna might. She's up there in age. But Taylor Swift, she's so young. She probably can go out there and just put it all out there and everything but i don't know man i mean it helps people save your voice heard, especially if, if you I have a big long tour one, i heard the notorious one is uh enrique iglesias and it's weird because like it's gotten to the point where it's like yeah he does it and like it's just like almost accepted now but i, I for a while there it was like it kind of was like a tarnish on him too everybody's like "Ooh, he's like lip syncing and you hear like you could hear like just the regular audio i think i brought this up before they played it on the stern way back in the day early 2000s 
uh, stern. They played like a, they, you could hear him on the stage. Ah! He sounded so bad as because he was just screaming and they were just playing the song in the background. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, uh, I mean, but I mean, people do it. So, I yeah. mean, there's, not much you can do to get around it. I mean, you love you love to hear your your whoever you're going to see belted out live, but I mean, there's just sometimes that, that they need to do it. So, I'm sure all the bands that I go see, a oh, lot of yeah, it's just no. a lot of it's just screaming. But um, I'm sure some of them maybe someday will use uh, a backing track to help. I don't know, but I don't know, man. But it was it was a good documentary. I highly recommend it. And yeah, that was my number six, Millie Vanilli. All right, my number six. I'm hopping back over to Netflix with a, a real surprise entry, a rather uh, late year entry, uh, something I didn't hear much about and I kind of stumbled upon. And boy, was I glad I did. And this is the uh, Korean uh, reality competition show, The Devil's Plan. In this competition of intelligence, contestants face off in a game of wit and strategy to be crowned winner and go home with the ultimate prize. A pretty vanilla explanation of it. But as far as like my experience with it, um, I was completely impressed. Um, I told you, I texted you about it and was saying like, Comparing the games on this to like Big Brother, when they do a game on Big Brother, you can describe how to play the game within seconds. The instructions for the games on this show literally take minutes, minutes upon minutes. Like, uh, for example, the very first game they played was this kind of complicated um it, it, a lot of them, it, it almost plays out like uh, home board games almost. It's all strategy games. There's no physical game in this. So there's a social element, but it's a lot of strategy gaming in this. And the first game, it was like um, 12, 12 people. Um, two of them, you were terrorists who had the virus. And it was your job to try to infect everybody and stop it. Then there was uh, one person that played a reporter and they could investigate and discover pe who people were on each turn. And then there was one policeman who each turn could uh, take a shot and eliminate somebody from the game. Obviously, the point was to eliminate the terrorist. And then you had uh, somebody that was playing like a fanatic and their job was they the sooner they got eliminated, the better, the more points they would get. And it's all this like pieces point system uh, as the game went along. It was all very complicated, but as complicated as it was, that's what made me love it even more. And although they spoke uh, Korean, obviously, during the filming of it, uh, they had an English dub for it. So that uh, helped. I didn't have to read the whole thing. And you know, sometimes obviously that can be funny, like when they're like, oh, what is this? I'm scared. I'm scared. What's going on? What is this? I'm scared. What do we do? Like, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, like the flat uh, dialogue of the dub, you know, as they do it. But like I said, uh, I'm excited because the first thing I saw too right when I clicked on it was it's official. Another season is coming. So I'm super excited for that, that they're that they're doing this. Uh, it was really cool 
and well done. And uh, I couldn't have been more impressed with like the very complicated gaming that was going on. So yeah, that was really cool. And that was on Netflix. Uh, the Devil's Plan at my number six spot. All right. Never even heard of it. But okay. There's so well, yeah, much. There's so, about it. I know, but there's how, so much yeah. out there. I, it's hard to find out what to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it took me forever to figure out what, what did I watch. I had to go to each streaming right. platform to go scroll through it. When, was there TV that I watched? Because I'm like, I, I don't know. And I went, okay, well, I guess I'd watch this. I watched that. So these, these were the nine that I, that I pulled out. But. Uh, coming in at my number five, if you guys got Hulu or that Vice channel or whatever, this is Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, exploring the darkest stories from the golden age of professional wrestling and trying to find the truth at the intersection of fantasy and reality. Oh, my God. This is, there's four seasons. If you got Hulu, it's all on there. And this this series is rough. I mean, if you're a, if you love professional wrestling and everything, because it makes you hate some of your uh, heroes that you grew up loving and idolizing. I mean, but this and and there a lot of it is sad stories. Some of it ends with just with straight up death, and and it sucks, man. The one that I can't watch again, it, it was like a couple seasons ago. That one with Chris Benoit when he killed uh, his family. Chris Benoit, awesome in the ring, but what he did, murdering his family and then killing himself, no, nah, that it, and that was a two-parter, and I was like, oh, that, I was like, man, one hour was enough, or however long these shows are, but to give you another a second hour, because that story was there was a lot that went into that story, but this season it was rough too, man. I was like, oh. I mean, there, there was a few of the wrestlers. I knew I knew all the wrestlers in it, but it was just like, oh, my God. It's just depressing story after depressing story. And you got 10 episodes of it. So I can't sit and watch it like boom, 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 back to back. I can maybe watch one, two, take a break a while, and let a few days go by, then go back to it. Because after each episode, I usually watch these right before I go to bed. And every time I was like, Oh man, I'm just feeling all depressed. I gotta watch like Big Bang Theory before I go to bed, so I can at least <laughs> be. Uh, all right, that was funny. I love this episode, but oh man, it it was rough. There's again ten episodes uh, each uh, for this season, and it was it was a rough one. <laughs> so, but um, I'm not gonna go through each episode and everything. But I mean, they were they were all good. I mean. Uh, if, if you guys are wrestling fans, and I'm sure you obviously have seen, it's probably seen these or have seen at least a few episodes. But this, it's it's rough. So, but I I enjoy the show. I like this series because it, it gives you kind of what what goes on in the background uh, of wrestling and everything. But it's just when it happens to these guys um, in in their li- in their personal lives, and then sometimes it. Their personal lives get into the ring uh, and everything, but again, it's it, it, yeah, it's a dark, it's the dark side of the ring, and it's 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 a sad, they're sad stories. So uh, if you can stomach them, just uh, like do like I do, take an episode or two at a time. Uh, but who knows? Maybe some of you guys probably just sat there and binge the whole season all at once. Maybe you're a little bit stronger than I am, but man, it, it's a rough 
series to get through, but uh, I've, this is what the fourth season. So I've gone through all of it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's it's a good series though, man. I highly recommend them, especially if you're a wrestling mark. Definitely check these out. And there, yeah, uh, season four, Dark Side of the Ring is coming in at my number five spot. All right, at my number five, got a little two for one. I'm going to combine these two shows. It makes sense. The last uh, reality competition show on my list, and this is obviously going to be Big Brother, Big Brother 25, and Big Brother Reindeer Games. If I had to choose one of the two, it would be Reindeer Games. Uh, some of the best uh, Big Brother in years. Uh, but like I said uh, before. There was no show, obviously, I spent more hours on this year, this last year, than Big Brother. Because not only do you have the three shows a week, uh, you have the live feeds 24 hours a day. And during the early parts of the season, that's when the game is the best. And you got people plotting and scheming and aligning and double-crossing. And it's so fun not only to keep up with that, but to keep up with the live feeds. Uh, I keep up with the Rob has a podcast. Uh, and I also keep up with a former player, uh, Cliff Hogg. He does a daily recap show of everything that happened on the live feed. So if you miss it, uh, you're on there. So yeah, when the three months, the wild rig brother is going on, I'm like completely consumed by that. And obviously we had it later this year because they were uh, worried about, filling hours here during uh, the fall during the strike so instead of the uh july august september we got uh august september october for the uh, big brother 25 and then uh in december here we got uh, six episodes of big brother reindeer games uh this last season big brother 25 the player who I was going for the whole time, he had quite the journey from uh, being on the outs, from being evicted, only to be saved by Matt. Uh, Jag, uh, on the Rob Has a Podcast, they do a stock watch every week, how players are doing, ranking players from 1 to 10. And there was like three weeks in a row there where Jag got a 1. He was completely lost, not playing the game right. Uh, being targeted by everybody, but somehow, some way, he was able to flip it, and then he was able to comp win his way to the end, which is what made the season a little controversial, and a lot of people actually did start to complain that uh, it should be more like a well-rounded game, and you should have social elements, and somebody shouldn't just be able to win their way to the end. Obviously, I do love the competition part of the show. It's what brought me to it in the first place, so... And I picked Jag from the start, so I was excited to see him uh, win it all in the end. Amazingly, he did the opposite of what Taylor did. I loved Taylor's win last year where she had this, like, the best speech the show had ever seen, and she won. Uh, it felt like Jag almost killed his chances with his, like, I evicted you all, and, like, your blood is on my hands, and, like, you're out because of me. He was like super aggressive and I thought it almost lost him the game, but it didn't. Uh, so we had that. And then, like I said, a few weeks later, we had Big Brother Reindeer Games. A lot of people didn't know what to expect. And they said it was going to be all comps, but it turned out to be really fun, really super fun. All the people they brought back were awesome personalities. Great in the die room. Brittany Haynes, uh, Danielle Reyes, Frankie Grande, Nicole Franzel, Cody Catafalco. 
Calafuri, uh, Xavier Prather, Taylor Hale, Josh Martinez. I think that's everybody. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. They had the the Elfs, former players, uh, Jordan, uh, Derek X, and Tiffany uh, came in. The games were fun. The house looked awesome. The sets were fun. Uh, there were surprises, and it was awesome. Uh, like I said, if I had to pick one of the two, actually, it would be Big Brother Reindeer Games. So uh, hopefully we get we carve out a little time here at the end of the month because uh, I'd love to do a pod just talking about that with you. Um, it was so good, so fun. Even though we're past uh, the Christmas season, I still recommend checking out uh, Big Brother Reindeer Games. So the whole Big Brother package is at my number five spot, my last uh, reality competition entry. <laughs> All right, my number four, this was a Netflix one. I just kind of just came across it because I loved both of the main two actors in it. And this is Beef. Two people let a road rage incident borrow into their minds, burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thought and action. This stars Stephen Yin, uh, Ali Wong, and a bunch of other people. Uh, of course, uh, Glenn from Walking Dead, everyone loves him. Ali Wong, I liked her. She's a comedian. I like her stuff. And she played an awesome bitch in this <laughs> in this story. It just went back and forth. It was like a revenge plot over uh, a road rage incident. And it's at first I was like, how many episodes is this? Because it, it figured it could have ended in in a couple, but they stretched it out into ten episodes but i mean it, it was one of those ones as soon as one episode was over I, ju- I just kept jumping to the next one so but i really like this one this one really stood out in my mind uh the whole time after watching it. i didn't think i was gonna really get into it that much because it it, it started off strong and then it kind of went down a little bit and then it went back up then it went back it was like one of those ones it was going up and down on what was going on in in the whole story of it but when it ended uh I wasn't like, oh, wow. I mean, at the very, very ending. So, but I just love, because it kind of, to me, it just seemed like it just ended. And I was like, that's it? This is the last episode? But I loved what was happening in it. And I loved both of them. They, they had the, the chemistry that they had uh, towards one another, as well as the other people that were, that were the other part, the other members of the cast. I thought it was really cool. I liked what was going on. And uh, I was siding more with uh, Stephen Yen's character, because... Like I said, Ali Wong, she she was a bitch in this one, <laughs> but it was an awesome show. If you guys haven't seen it, and I won't spoil it for you, but I, I highly recommend this one. I'll probably watch it again at, at some point, but it was one of those ones that I didn't, like I said, I didn't think I was going to zip through the whole thing. It got a hold of me, so I just like, oh man, I got to see how it ends, and I ended up enjoying it. So, But yeah, that came into my number four spot, Beef. Of course you side with the guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, man, uh, but she was getting on my nerves. <laughs> she, she was all rich and had it all. He was just trying to do his thing, and right, right. she was trying to take him down. No, I'm that's my, you. I get that's that, my yeah. opinion, everyone. You may think um, differently. Like I said, um, this was on my list. Like I said, it was at 10, but uh, yeah, just kind of quickly mention it. But yeah, I think this one's going to... Uh, gonna do uh big uh during award season so we'll see but 
Yeah, what do I got? At number four, I got uh, the Peacock Show. This was another thing that kind of came out of nowhere, and this is uh, based on a true story with uh, Kaylee Kukwo and Chris Messina. This was nine episodes, or no, eight episodes. It looks like it's getting a season two, so that's cool. I'm excited for that. Um, Described as a realtor, a former tennis star, and a plumber sees a unique opportunity to capitalize on America's obsession with true crime. Uh, And that's what it is. And I have a little bit of an obsession with true crime, like I've mentioned a few times on the show. I love uh, Dateline. I love Investigation Discovery. I love keeping up with stuff like that. Um, So, and that's kind of uh, what the story is. Like, these normal people, they kind of get swept up in this idea. They hear about this uh, serial killer uh, (laughs) who's out and about, and they decide... um, what if we we think we know who this who this is and instead of turning them in what if we did a podcast with this person like we 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 changed their voice and we made it uh so he can't hear them and we 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 tell them we make that deal like you tell us your story you podcast with us and uh, we won't turn you in like we won't reveal so you can only imagine where you go from there. Obviously, it's a dark comedy, uh, quirky comedy, as it's described. And uh, I can definitely tell that uh, Kaylee Kukwo is uh, a, a real uh, Dateline and true crime fan like I am. Because not only did she do uh, this show, she's just coming off uh, the HBO show The Flight Attendant, which that character also had kind of like a, a true crime obsession but yeah in this one like not only are they uh doing the pod they go to like a true crime convention like a con almost like a a san diego comic-con type thing but for like true crime so yeah this one uh didn't know anything about it till it was finally out and when it came out like i did like literally binge it um I made it. It's it's like I said, it's eight episodes long. I was thinking about stopping. I finished on the seventh and I was like, oh, man, there's only one. I was like, I'm just going to stay up and finish it. So I like literally binged the show. I watched it from start to finish. So um, for that reason alone, like a lot of credit in my book. I loved it. And yeah, I'm excited to see they're doing another season of it. And that's uh, based on a true story. And it's streaming on Peacock. All right. Never heard of it. <laughs> well, I talked about it on the show. That's what I'm saying. Unless you unless you bring it up. Other than that, never heard of it. <laughs> All right. My coming in at my number three spot. This is a AMC Plus original series, and this is Dark Winds. Based season two, based on Lee Porn and Chi novel series by Tony Hillerman is set in the nineteen seventies. Dark Winds follows the FBI investigation of no, this is the first one, bank robbery. Anyway, but anyway, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Lee Porn and uh, and Chi are the main guys. Uh, Zon McLaren and there was a bunch of people in this one. Where's the IMDb one, man? It's just giving me all these other different ones. Let me try uh, Wikipedia. All right. 
Starring Don McLaren, Kyra Gordon, Jessica Madden, Dina Allison, Rain Wilson, Elva Guerrera, and a bunch of other people in this one. But this series, this season two was was good. I liked the first season more, but um, it was good. It kept my it kept my attention. I loved all the people uh, that were in it, and I loved that there was a lot of Na- Navajo language in it. Uh, there is subtitles for those of you that, that don't understand the language, but it was really cool. I liked what was going on. They did film this down there, I think in New Mexico and Arizona. But it was it was really cool. I loved what was going on uh, set in the 1970s and everything. So, But it, it's a really, really good show. It's a slow burn. Don't expect action-packed episodes and everything in it. it it's, just, it's just a slow drama. Uh, whodunit. Uh, solve the case uh, drama, but it was really good. I mean, Zon McLaren, he's awesome. Kyra Gordon, he's badass in it as well. But it was a cool series. Series. I don't know if we're getting a season three because the way it ended, it, it looks. I mean, even the way the first season ended, it, it just they they finished the case. Everything's all good, and that's how this one ended as well. So we don't know because so, if it doesn't come back, then hey. Those were two good seasons we had. So I don't know. They just ended like that. I'm sure they got to wait to see who who green lights if they get the next season or not. But from what I understood, it did have a big audience. Uh, it was only six episodes. It was from July 30th to September 3rd. But uh, I was there each and every week for this episode or for this series. Uh, it sucks. Uh, I mean, since Netflix came along and spoiled us by dropping everything on there all at once. And then you got to wait. Now I got to (laughs) wait. But either way, it was a really awesome series. I loved what was going on in it and everything. Just maybe miss my grandma. I'll go down there and see her hopefully uh, this weekend. But anyway, coming in at my number three spot, season two of Dark Winds. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about this, too. I've been wanting to check it out. Uh, It is only like on the AMC streaming thing, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when it is possible i will definitely check it out i'm excited for it at my number three spot a show i mentioned not too long ago we did a little uh catch-up show just for fun uh spotify uh anchor uh catch-up show where i just mentioned this so mention it again uh i I think i mentioned there that uh it was going to make my list and here it is at the number three spot and this is the uh fifth installment not technically season, but fifth installment of Fargo. A series of unexpected events lands Dot in hot water, and she's plunged back into a life she thought she left behind. This new story has uh, Juno Temple, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Joe Keery, uh, Lamore Morris, uh, John Hamm, and a bunch of other people, uh, as always, uh, written and directed by Noah Hawley. He's also supposed to be, like we just talked about on uh, the the other episode, he's supposed to be doing that uh, Alien show. But uh, yeah, he's now done this uh, long-running Fargo series where every season, like I said, is a different story, not connected. Okay. Unbelievably, it was all the way back in 2014, uh, season one, uh, amazing then only a year later we got season two 
And then we didn't get season three till 2017. And then another three years, 2020 is when we got season four, which, uh, like I mentioned last time, was set in the 20s. And as much as I wanted to like it, it really never took off. I really struggled to make it through that. And uh, it's okay. And it's got, you know, some good performances. Chris Rock's in that one. But uh, Jason Schwartzman's in that one. It's it's all right. But, yeah, it's having this installment that we had like it brings fargo back to that like well-meaning people um getting caught up like in this life of crime and almost like that 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 breaking bad thing where it's like you know stuff comes for you so uh yeah i couldn't be more happy that uh, this show's back. And yeah, it's all the way up at my number three spot. And that's Fargo season five. All right. On to my number two spot. This one, we kind of had a little discussion about it. I don't know if it was the last episode or one before that, uh, because I wasn't sure uh, on how many episodes uh, were out. Was there from uh, I think there's eight episodes full, but there's only been five that this year. So that's pretty much the bulk of the season. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna throw it on there because uh, first season was awesome, each and every episode, and this is uh, Amazon's original Reacher. Uh, see, this doesn't explain season two, but a retired military police officer Jack Reacher. See, yeah, that talks about. Uh, the first one, but if you guys have seen the movies, the first, the, the two other two movies, this was based off of um, the book. I can't remember what the story was because it says it at, at the each and every the beginning of each and every episode. But uh, this season, it's not just him running around trying to save the world. It's him and his old uh, military team, his little special forces unit that, that they were out there and, uh, saving the world. They kind of team up again to try to bring down uh, the T-1000 uh, I can't uh, remember his Robert name. Patrick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the bad guy uh, this season, and they teamed up with this uh, really hardcore uh, New York detective, and, and they're trying to just bring down this big corporation that's making uh, uh, some kind of secret military missile things. So yeah, they're trying to do all that right now. But man, this show is so good. The first season was amazing. That was another show too. I said, well, I'll just watch one episode and see how it is. Because this is a guy that played Aquaman. Um, what the hell is his name in this? Um, I don't even know the guy's name that's in this. Aquaman. Uh, he was Aquaman in uh, Smallville. Um, oh. I don't know. Let me see. Let me click on this one. IMDb, you guys are killing me. Or Google's killing me. Hmm. Uh, Alan Rick Rickson, Rickson, or whatever. He's uh, the main guy. He's Jack Reacher. And he looks like he got bigger this season. He was big last season, but he looks like he just hit that gym and and got and got way bigger because he just struts around in his t-shirts and <laughs> his little extra mediums and the guns are out there and he's tall too i don't know how tall this gentleman is but he's tall he seems to be taller than everybody in it he but man a big bat did you hear that yeah uh, <laughs> he I don't wants know. to be the big bat uh, yeah, i don't know well 
We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, boys and girls. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll I'll watch it, but uh, <laughs> you don't know about I mean, him for the bat. He's good. He's awesome. But I, I don't know. I think this is based off of uh, bad luck and trouble. I guess that that storyline in this one because he's got a whole crew. Let me see what it says here. Uh, and all right, former military policeman Jack Reacher solves crimes and medies out his own brand of street justice uh, based on the books by Lee Chow. Yeah, that's all it says about the whole series. But yeah, Do you like man. The movies? Do you like the uh, movies? I like the first one the best. Second movie was good, but the first movie was hella good. And uh, people were like, this ain't Tom Cruise. But from what <laughs> I understand, <laughs> from what some of the people are saying that read the books, they're saying this is how Close he in. is. He's yeah. This is how he looks, or I guess is described in the books. I'm not a reader, so I don't know. But I was all right with those two Tom Cruise movies because those movies were awesome, especially the first one. But uh, I again, I just gave this this um, this a chance to say, okay, let's let me see what it is, and it it got its claws into me, and I was like, man, I, I just I, this is a every every Friday season as well, and I'm like, ah, but man, it's hella good. Uh, if you got freebie, where well, everyone has freebie, um, if you don't mind the the ads, if you don't have uh, Prime video it's uh the first season is on there and i highly recommend that first season because it was awesome so but yes uh coming in my number two spot reacher season two i still got three more episodes and then the the season is over with but so like i said pretty much the whole season was done already in 2023 that's why i'm adding it all right all the way up at my number two spot going back to the start of 2023 this is the last of us after a global pandemic destroys civilization a hardened survivor takes charge of a 14 year old girl who may be humanity's last hope starring pedro pascal and bella ramsey and we were supposed to get a follow-up season rather quick as in this year but with the strike, everything got pushed back and Pedro's schedules all kinds of full. So now it's not happening until 2025. So we got a long time to wait till uh, season two on the video game front. One of the reasons I'm a huge fan of this is uh, my experience with the video games. I was there from the beginning. Uh, the Uncharted series led me to be there uh, day one when uh, the first Last of Us was released. We got uh, Last of Us uh, 2, the remastered version coming out here for uh, PlayStation 5. And if you have the previous release version, uh, you can get it for only 10 bucks here this month. So looking forward to that. But here to talk about the show. Um, loved it. Loved it so much. Uh, we actually did a little spinoff show here on uh, mm-hmm. E-Society. Me and uh, Eric, except her as funny, we covered like the first seven episodes and then we didn't i don't think we did uh episodes eight and nine <laughs> so we never finished we never uh we never uh, came back to to finish i think i i mentioned uh my thoughts on those final episodes on a regular show but we never finished our little uh mini spinoff show there <laughs> i only got through like two episodes and tapped out so 
And then yeah. I played however, however long I played when uh, I was playing that game. <laughs> but, Which, yeah, wasn't very far. You didn't even get to yeah. the second episode. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I loved doing that. That's another part of uh, what uh, propels this. Uh, that was a great memory from this last year, uh, talking about it, especially because uh, Eric knows the games just as well as as I do. So we had a lot of fun digging into the game. Like we talk about the show, but then we talk about like how the how it translated from the game and what was next and what we thought like, okay, so what happened next in the video game? And we talked that out and that was a lot of fun. So, uh, but yeah, the performances were really great. The sets were really great. Uh, not enough clickers, uh, that's for sure. I think everybody can agree on that. Uh, they did have like, uh, the awesome, uh, clicker swarm episode. That was awesome. But yeah, overall, uh, we could have used a, a little more of that, you know, obviously it's not all about that, but, uh, I remember that was like kind of a rule of like walking dead where every episode, like, you know, they had to have some, you know, zombie infected encounter and uh that's not the case here you know obviously completely different different show different thing but um yeah hopefully more uh more clickers more infected in uh, season two i assume i heard because season two is uh game two is such a long game and it's like actually split between uh two characters that they might split that game into two seasons so it'll be interesting to see if it's a straight split or they jump back and forth between stories. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, either way, um, I felt like actually they if they wanted to, they probably could have took their time and uh, drawn out season one game one into a couple seasons if they wanted. But they made it all the way through um, season one ended where game one ended. So uh for the most part it stayed on track there was only a few times including uh i guess you could say the controversial third episode the uh the bill episode the uh nick offerman and uh, uh murray bartlett episode uh, a lot of people love it a lot of people didn't like it but uh yeah that was that was awesome to see i love uh you know when you can add a little something to the story like that so yeah, uh, for lots of reasons, I got Last of Us all the way at my number two spot, and it's still streaming on HBO, HBO Max. All right, really quick. This, is, I guess, is TV sports related. What's up with these Stanley Cup cups that everyone's going crazy for? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Why? Yeah, like, I guess that's just how things are. Like, people get excited about something, and then, yeah, it just becomes, like, there's a rarity to them. So, I guess anytime there's a rarity to it, you know, that draws people to it, and there's appeal, people like them, and there's a collectability to it. So, it's got people running in the targets, and there's a limit on them. I sent you that one video uh, or the people in the target were kind of swarming for them. And then, yeah, now you can, even the shoe selling website stock X, uh, has, has them on there. And I saw the prices and I saw there was a Starbucks released one. And I wish I would have known about that. Cause like I mentioned in my text, um, when they have cup releases, uh, that are 
hard to get in other cities. Uh, sometimes I can get them here. So I wish I would have known because uh, these things are uh, selling like crazy. <laughs> For a thousand dollars, you guys are idiots. And that maybe not none of you guys, but. If you know anyone, this I'll sell it. I'll sell it for that. Yeah. I'd sell it too. I don't need it. I wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for a stupid no, cup. No, no, hell no, no, no way. I don't even <laughs> care about the Stanley Cup because <laughs> my team ain't in it. <laughs> but, but ah, anyway, back to the countdown. Anyway, I was I was scrolling through uh uh the Instagram and I saw that and yeah, you did send me that thing. But anyway, all right, my number one um. TV of 2023 is just like it was the past two years. This is the <laughs> final season, season three turn. of Reservation Dogs. And it was a bummer when we got the announcement that season three was the final season. Because uh, it was just like, man, this show was just finally starting to uh, just take build up more steam for everything. For, could have been they it could have went on five seasons and I would have been all right with it ending with the fifth season. But um the, these young cats, man, they they got other things going on. Um Laura Dannon, we already seen her uh, heard her voice as um What's Her Nuts and What If and then she's gonna be an Echo. And but she's been she's been in a bunch of things. She's popping out in all kinds of stuff. As well as the rest of them. I know uh Cheese, he did some stuff with Steven Spielberg. Uh, one of those movies he'd done uh, with them. Um, but this this series was was awesome. Uh, my favorite episode uh, this season was uh, episode three, The Dear Lady. Uh, Dear Lady sees a glimpse of her past while helping Bear by offering him a ride back to the res. It was kind of her backstory, uh, a little of her backstory when she was younger, when she was in the... Um, uh, when she got taken or kidnapped and put into those uh, those little church boarding school things and all the hell that happened to them in that, but damn that season was uh, that episode was rough, but uh, there was a few rough episodes uh, this season. It wasn't as rough as season two. That one was hella rough, but uh, I loved how it ended. It did it ended on a happy and a sad note, but. I mean, it was an amazing season. Um, I just wish there would be more of it. I don't know what um, Sterling Harjo and Taika have now. Well, Taika's still out there. He's got a movie. Uh, if you guys uh, haven't seen that yet, I, I say check it out. Um, him and, uh, what's his name? Magneto. Uh, the killer. Um, Fassbender. Yeah, him. Did you see that one? I didn't, but I wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah, check it out. Anyway, um... But yeah, this whole season was amazing, and I it was just bummed because we we knew it was coming to an end. And this one had ten episodes this season, so that that was good. FX really shelled out the money to it. Uh, each and every story was awesome. But I was just like, man, I mean, knowing that it was coming to an end, and then the writer strike happened, so there wasn't a a big uh, a premiere they had, like I went to last year, or not? Uh, was it last? No, the second season, whenever that was. Um, and yeah, I was hoping they were going, right? I, yeah, I think they were going to do that again, but since the writers strike and or the actors strike and everything, they couldn't promote or do anything. They didn't have it, so I was kind of bummed out about that. But I was glad I got to go to one of them. 
Um, but again, I watch this all the time. I started it all the way from the beginning and uh, zipped through the whole thing again. I go from episode to episode, uh, like bounce around. I, I can sit there and watch the whole thing straight through, but I love certain episodes that I'll go back and I'll watch uh, a lot. But this one, yeah, Dear Lady episode, episode three, that was my favorite one um, this this season. And it's just an amazing show. And I wish nothing but the best for these these three uh, or these four actors and everybody in it, man. There, there was a lot of people in it. There was a lot of good uh, acting in it. Uh, Paulina Alexis, Willie Jack, she was my favorite. Uh, Devery Jacobs, DeForo Wuotai, Zach McLaren, he's awesome. He's big. Elva Guerrera, she's a little cutie in it. Um, Lane Factor um, as Cheese. Uh, Jenna Schmeening, I can never say her name right. She's awesome. Tamara. Uh, she was my favorite. She was teeny. Uh, West Duty was awesome. Um, Kirk Fox, he's awesome every time he was in it, as well as um, Maddie Cardon. I can't even pronounce his last name. Those are the two guys that worked in the junkyard or the salvage yard. They kept saying they were awesome. Shout out to uh, John Proudstar. He was Leon, he was Willie Jack's dad. Uh, speaking of him, he, his uh, issue number two. For um, Tribal Force is out now So go to the website Go to Machine Website Comics and pick it up I haven't read it yet but I got uh, My season 2 or my season 2 I got my uh, book 2 Issue 2 the other day So I got two of them One to open and one to just seal up Somewhere but again Everybody in this The the cast was amazing And it was such a uh, a heartwarming show and it was a lot of it was sad and, and everything but it was good man but it sucked that it it came to an ending too soon in my opinion i mean like i said i wanted uh, more seasons and i hope these uh these young cats they get out there and just do more and more because everybody loved them that, that watched this show and to me it's like one of the greatest shows ever uh in tv um but Willie Jack was my favorite, but I, I still got to go with Dallas Goodtooth. He was uh, William, William Spirit Knife. He was awesome every time he was on the screen. So good. And, uh, Gary Farmer, so Uncle bad. Brownie, he was badass. <laughs> uh, Bill Burr, I kind of wished he was in it a little more. He was awesome uh, when he popped in it. Um, Stin Jotty, he was only in that one episode because uh, some stuff that he had to go through. Uh, Kimberly Guerrero, she's awesome. She played Annie B. She was in it. Uh, Natalie Standing Cloud, she was awesome in it. Uh, friend of the show, Geraldine Keems, she she was uh, Laura Dana's grandma. She was in the, the second second first in the second season. Um, and just uh, oh, shout out to uh, his name Jack uh, Miracle. I think that's his name. White Steve, he's awesome. And the other guys in the in the Indian Mafia, they were they were all awesome. But man, this show was just amazing. Um, I wish they would put it out in like Blu-ray form or something, but right. uh, I don't know. Maybe they Someday. will. Maybe they won't. I think if they, I think they would sell it. I mean, it would sell within the the native community because I would definitely buy it. But I don't know. For now, we'll maybe hit up where I got uh, Willow. It's not on there. Oh, shocking. <laughs> I asked that guy if he, he said nah, it wasn't in high demand. So, well, said, geez, tell him it will be. I said, all right, <laughs> man. What I know, man. If you make some and promote it uh, within the 
well, I don't know. It's it's those make as make as you order it or whatever. <laughs> those those guys are out there. They're hustling and everything. But um, I want the real deal. Like uh, yeah, like yeah. like Dark Winds, the AMC one. Right. I mean, I, I waited until that came out. I didn't even know it was coming out. Uh, but when I saw the Blu-ray, I had to buy it. So hopefully when season two comes out, I'll pick that one up. But yeah, Reservation Dogs for the third year in a row is my number one ep- uh, number one TV show of 2023. And I don't know what it'll be next year. Um, yeah, third and last time. Uh, Young, Sheldon, row, last Young Sheldon was running it for a while. But I think there's the final season uh, of Young Sheldon. So we'll see. Maybe that'll be uh, my number one next year or... Who knows? Maybe if there's a season three of Reacher, I don't know, or even Dark Winds, I don't know. We'll see. But um, out of the, the ones that that were yearly was Reservation Dogs, Reacher, and Dark Winds. All keep the it, other keep ones. Keep it rolling for a minute. Keep it rolling oh, for a minute. This fool as well. That was. I don't. Again, I don't know if we're getting season three of it, but um, everything that I've watched, I haven't really. I mean, I was watching TV stuff, but I didn't really watch a ton of things. I mean, I was watching a lot of Big Bang and stuff like that. But uh, all right, and, <laughs> and all the Reservation Dogs, I kept watching over and over again, just uh, because it, it's an amazing show and I love it. But I don't know. I've met a few of these actors that were in this show, and they were all cool. Um, so, but we'll see. Uh, what happens next for all of them, other than uh, Devery Jacobs? We got Echo coming. Yeah. Who knows? Well, that would be uh, Marvel comic book TV. Right. Who knows? Maybe that'll be my number one show. Uh, out of the, uh, what, what was my number one? Oh, Obi Wan, uh, Loki, 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 Loki yeah. was. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe that'll be my number one next year. We'll see. Unless something else. There's not much coming out next year, right? No, that's Marvel what I, it has a good chance because all that's coming out for live action on the Marvel side is uh, Echo and then Agatha, Coven of Chaos. So uh, not a lot of contention on the Marvel side. And then all I know on the DC side, like I just said, I saw the commercial for Penguin. So we're getting that. So there's uh, three for you. <laughs> and that starts right after um, a Batman. So. Right. Hmm. I haven't seen that in a while. I need to watch that again. Okay. Um, but all right, everyone. Yeah, Reservation Dogs season three, the final season of Reservation Dogs is my number one spot of 2023. All right, and that'll leave it to me with my number one. Um, think you might know what's coming, but before I do reveal, do do you know what it is? Right. I thought it was Succession, but it's not. Okay, okay. That was a little bit of a surprise, but maybe not once I say it. Um, when I saw this, uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, watched it over and over. Would love to continue to watch it, like you just said. Uh, would love to see it come on uh, some kind of physical format, whether it be uh, Blu-ray or DVD, whatever it may be. Uh, gotta own this because I love it so much and I'm so happy it's getting a second season but uh, the first season 10 episodes this was Poker Face I absolutely loved this show 
described as Charlie has an extraordinary ability to determine when somebody's lying. She hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes. She can't help but investigate and solve. Uh, starring Natasha Leone, directed by my guy, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> uh, guy that ruined Star Wars. The guy that saved Star Wars. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> he ruined it. He ruined no, JJ's saved vision. It. Saved it. Oh, he didn't. He ruined his vision. JJ, you, you can't say you like Rise. Uh, I did like that. Well, it was because he had to try to to fix what the Ryan Johnson did. He he didn't go along with the the play. He goes, oh, that's cool, but I'm gonna make my own movie this way and just messed up the whole story. <laughs> no. One of the best, still. No, it wasn't, man. It was garbage, man. Ugh. We'll never he, agree on that. He should have <laughs> just went along with what, what J.J. laid out. He didn't. He just went, all right, that's cool. That's but J.J.'s fault. J.J. should have just done it then. He, he, he shouldn't have just left it for him and whatever. Like, that, from what, either from what way, there was... what he did was superior. No, it wasn't. It was the garbage. The Last Jedi is superior. Not even. Not even close, man. I mean, because... That was the story because it doesn't. It didn't. The way the Last Jedi ended, it didn't have nothing to do with anything else. It wouldn't unless they unless that story leads into something else. Because the way it ended with that little kid, when everybody has the Force, that's not now, that's not how it ended. It ended with uh, with Rey and Kylo and Kylo taking over as the no, leader. The, no, the way I mean, adding that to anyone has the Force. When that little kid, when we see him with the broom, when he's looking up at the stars or whatever it was looking at, I would have rather had that story continue. I would like to see that story continue. Maybe not with that little kid, but what he tried to do. And it was kind of a waste he did with the, the whole casino planet and all that, because that went nowhere. I mean, because how... Well, I know we're supposed to be talking about TV, everyone, but for how... Uh, Force Awakens ended. It was like, oh my god! And then we get Last Jedi, and Luke's just like, eh, whatever. I was like, ah. Then we got those stupid things, and oh man, it was such a mess, man. And then we then when we got Rise of Skywalker, and JJ had to change up the whole plan because I I want to know what he wanted to do, continue it, but I don't know. But hopefully, Ray's story. I don't know who's writing that or who's directing it or anything. I just just make it a good Star Wars movie. I'm, I'm not going to be, ah, like I am now about The Last Jedi. But just make it well, a good story. Well, I can story, tell you it's got a female director, and obviously everybody's going to hate it. So that doesn't bother me. I'll tell you me. that right now. Because whatever, it's the whole thing right now of women hatred. Between Those are just weak men. It is, they, they and it's like, you, you see the, the Barbie movie, if you're offended by that, you're so weak, like, I know, that's I mean, the point, that's the point, that's the point they're trying to make, if you're offended by the Barbie movie, that's it, you're the problem, anyways, we're like, I know, way I know, off but there. that's, I'm yeah, like, no. people just, stop being a bitch, <laughs> yeah. that's the bottom line man take it it's a good meal it's a, either a good movie or good television show or not i don't care who makes it just i for me personally i just want it to be good and the last jedi wasn't good it was it good. was 
it was one just of the best bullshit. Star Wars it films was, ever made. It was bullshit on what he tried to do, and it went nowhere, and it did nothing with the story. I, the the beginning, the beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. The idea that you only want the force to be like royalty. Only, that's not what I don't. I don't care about royalty, that. Only, only the best blood. I don't care. It? That's crazy. I don't care about. I don't care about that. It was just that center part with the casino planet. That was that was pointless. I mean, you had an awesome character with um, what's his name, Benicio del Toro's character. That was sweet. Do something good with that. That's the whole point of that middle part. They didn't do anything with it. It was like a whole waste of time. They got to that planet and did nothing with it. They got the code breaker. Everything. They could have did that something. They could have did something better with that storyline. And and added it to him. Because when when we roll in the Rise of Skywalker, everything that passed in the last film had nothing to do with anything. They could have easily added more rises fault no they could have added since we had the emperor and i guess the emperor was in the original storyline to finish they could have added something to that into the second film and added something like okay the teasing us that that was coming or something and to tease that ray is the grand great great granddaughter of the the emperor palpatine or whatever i mean anything like that they could have done to roll us into Rise of Skywalker and ended it good. But no, they gave us that that went nowhere. They basically had nothing to do with what happened in Rise of Skywalker. They just I'm, teased us with, with with Palpatine coming back. I'm wearing my uh, Last Jedi shirt to Comic-Con. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was just a mess. No. And everything. I mean, I had, to, I had some of my favorite parts in that thing, but it just went it went nowhere for the story. And I was just like, ah, this is what you gave it. I saw it twice that night it came out, everyone. But it was just, as, as the years went by and everything, thinking about it, that story it didn't do anything to the story. But if it he did. comes back, if he <laughs> comes back and makes another Star Wars movie and does something that happened to takes anything from that, his story and, and goes into something else that's good, but they said they ain't never given him another Star Wars movie. If he I mean, does, fine. The, what he was supposed to be doing was actually his uh, like a different thing. Like it wasn't supposed to be connected to anything. That's if he why ever they, does it, he's going to do something completely unconnected. They, sh- they should have just did that with him instead of throwing him into this. Because J.J. had the story laid out. They should have just like, like, like I said, they this should have... The whole thing is 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 like JJ's fault because then it was supposed to be uh, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do Rise and they fired him and like had to bring JJ in to finish. He probably, it, probably so. tried to come in with his own idea too, man. Just go with the with the plays that are in the playbook already. But now these guys came in. I I can make a better movie and uh, no. But just Poker Face bringing it back to that. The episode Vader, that I saw, last thing, it was last good. Thing Vader Vader. Uh, was supposed to be in Colin Trevorrow's version. See, I mean, we bring that in there somehow. We got him in Obi Wan, which was awesome. But I was just like, ah, what's what's happening in this movie? Anyway, it, it yeah. just went. I mean, Looper, which I finally saw, was good. Poker Face was good. Knives Out was hella good. I didn't see the second one yet, but they Didn't were see the good. No, Last Onion. Wow, they, they were good. But I'm keep him away from keep him away from Star Wars because it was garbage. 
Anyway, no. Poker Face, good, good, bring, good television show. I do want to go back and finish it. Bring him, bring him I, back. I like her. Cause, uh, bring him back because, uh, at least in your eyes, we got to uh, redeem him for you. But They're, they're not anyways, bringing him back. They already said, no, he's got nothing to do with Star Wars that's anymore. That's not true. That's not true. They didn't. He, <laughs> he's, not, he's not coming back. They don't want he no may. more nonsense. He Unless he comes up with his own original story. It's got nothing to do with anything else. That's what it's supposed to be. Then, then okay, impress me with that because he is a good filmmaker. I'm not saying he's not. He just fucked up with this whatever he tried to do with Last Jedi. Yes, it is true. That's not true. Ask what's her name. She even said so. Ray. That this is this is this the one that was in it. It was supposed to be about her, and they he messed it up. Even ask Mark Hamill. He said the same thing. Because I don't know, I was just taking that paycheck. <laughs> the <laughs> actors themselves said it. Oh man. Anyway, but he does a good job with this TV show. I can give him that. Again, right. I'm not saying well, he's a bad director. He just messed up Star Wars. That's continue. Such a... Continue. <laughs> so my number one, I'll just restart, is uh, Poker Face. Uh, Natasha Leone. Uh, Charlie described as an extraordinary ability to determine when somebody's lying, kind of like Columbo. That was like the idea for the show was kind of like a modern take on Columbo. But the fun part is here, she's got like the Columbo power of deduction, but she's not a detective at all. And that's where the name Poker Face comes from, in that uh, she was good at reading people in poker and she was able to kind of uh, beat the casino and she was able to uh, game the system and she was like kind of that where we start the story is she was like caught by the casino but instead of uh, like killing her or taking her out or turning her into the police or anything they like brought her in and kind of like used her and like okay now you work for us but uh, then we have like a situation go down and it turns out she has to go on the run. And that kind of what leads to like almost like a, a crime of the week uh, for the majority of the series. And you have like really fun episodes. Uh, episode three has uh, Lil Ray Howery. That's a great one. The one I showed you, uh, Rest in Metal with uh, Chloe Sevigny. Uh, so good. I've watched that one over and over. I absolutely love that story. Uh, Time of the Monkey has uh, Judith Light in it. Uh, Exit Stage Death has uh, Tim Meadows and Ellen Barkin in it. Uh, Future of the Sport has uh, Tim Blake Nelson in it. Uh, Orpheus Syndrome, that's the one I didn't get to show you, but I highly recommend you check out. Uh, obviously, I recommend the whole series, but that's the one I really want you to see because it has um, it's uh, Nick Nolte's in it, and it's basically a uh, old school horror effects guy is who Nick Nolte plays. Like he did like old school horror films, like. Uh, and so the the story is kind of based around that. So I think you'd like really appreciate that one. So if anything, and this is like I said, is the kind of series where you could uh, jump around, like you could see episode eight without seeing episode seven, basically, you know. So oh, yeah, I'll get back to it because I, what I saw, I liked. 
Yeah. Uh, episode nine, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's been in everything that uh, Ryan Johnson does in one way or another. He his he was in uh, Suits in Last Jedi. He was uh, the guy that complained about uh, Finn and Rose when they parked at the casino, when he told them he couldn't park there. That was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in uh, Last Jedi. But yeah, he's in everything, obviously. Uh, Love him in Brick, and then yeah. Wait, who, uh, go ahead. What was the one that we watched? Um, I showed you Poker Face, the rest. I know, but episode. yeah, that one, that one. Okay, I couldn't remember what what which one I watched. Yeah, episode four. Which and I watched and I watched so the good. first two episodes. Okay. So, okay, I watched three episodes. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, eight is like a must see, especially for you. It's got. Like I said, old school horror effects. So, highly recommend that one for you. Uh, the Orpheus Syndrome. But yeah, uh, super excited. It is getting a season two. Uh, we probably would be getting it sooner if it wasn't for the strike. So, hopefully it doesn't take too long. I would love to see it uh, come back this year. Make my list again. Uh, maybe I'll have a, a run like you did where a show... Um, because, oh, yeah, you had uh, Cobra Kai for years, and then it turned into Res Dogs. So you've had kind of a run of number one shows. It was Cobra Kai, and then it turned into Res Dogs. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's coming out this year or what. Because um, this is the final season, season six, I believe. Um, okay, geez, this just came out an hour ago. Cobra Kai creator reveals season six episode count and he's just seen update and run time. Come on, make them two hours each episode. <laughs> uh, doesn't say exactly. And didn't they say, uh, my wish is coming true and, uh, Jackie Chan and, uh, uh, Jaden are coming. I don't know what the, that is. They're saying it's an idea. I don't know if it's like, a for sure thing but i thought it was more of just um ralph macchio and jackie chan like producing something i'm not oh. sure if it's a story of them it, it's kind of unclear on on what's going on but we need Jaden. it'd be pointless <laughs> <laughs> these guys are karate those guys are kung fu i mean what okay <laughs> so it wouldn't work. I think what they're doing now is good. I mean, the way they brought in all the legacy characters uh, into it and um, everything. And since Terry Silver is the main bad guy and everything, we got to see how that plays out. Because, man, this this series was amazing. It was obviously the, the writer's thing and the, the actors is why we didn't get uh, season six. But this is this is it. See, I mean, I want a reservation dogs to go this long. But Cobra Kai is an amazing series. I loved each and every season, every episode in it. So, Crazy, it started on YouTube. Uh, I don't know, YouTube Red. Now it's like right. YouTube Premium or something, whatever. But um, oh, that was another show that was on there that went nowhere. It started off, it started on YouTube Red. It was hella good. And then nothing became of it. What the fuck was that show called? That one kid, he went like on the run, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. 
I can't remember the name of that show. I want to say Max or Mac or something. I don't remember. But yeah, Cobra Kai will definitely be on my list next uh, or this year or for TV this year. I don't know. So whenever that comes out. So I think it's done. Uh, I think once everything got settled, they, they went into it. So I don't know. But we'll so see. So you'll go but... bookends. You'll go bookends. You'll go Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Res Dogs, Res Dogs, Res Dogs. Back to Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, since Res Dogs is done, is over with. So we'll see what happens. But all right, everyone. Uh, from my list, from number nine, Squid Game, The Challenge. Number eight, This Fool. Number seven, Thriller. Forty. Number six, Millie Vanilli. Five, Dark Side of the Ring, season four. Uh, number four, Beef. Number three, Dark Winds, season two. Uh, number two, Reacher, season two. And number one. The series finale, season three, Reservation Dogs. All right. At number 10, I had Beef, kind of, because we, then we kind of started at nine. Nine, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Eight was The Amazing Race. Seven was the final season of Succession. Six was The Devil's Plan. Five was Big Brother 25 and Big Brother Reindeer Games. Four was based on a true story. Three was season five, installment five of Fargo. Two was The Last of Us. And one was Poker Face. When was that earlier in the year when that came out? I don't remember when I was there. Yeah, start of the year. It was uh, January 26th. So start of the year. So this, it lasted the whole year. Uh, I freaking... Loved this show. At one point, uh, it was like mid-year, like August. I uh, Jade came to visit. I did a run to go get her, and I downloaded to my phone a bunch of the episodes. And on the way back, uh, had her watch a bunch, and we talked about it. So, yeah, I this show had staying power, and uh, I could uh, definitely uh, rewatch it. <laughs> All right, I'll have to sit down and just finally get through it all but at the, at the very least yeah like i said check out episode eight you got that uh retro horror episode well i want to start from the beginning again i don't even remember all i remember is the main one we watched <laughs> but yeah so all good. right for all right everyone that is it this episode uh follow us on facebook hit us up on spotify Watch or, or listen to all the stuff we got going on over there. Links down below to everything. YouTube, follow us there. Go to Tee Public, uh, pick up a shirt. Follow us on X at East Society Pod at Magnez Pod at Theo Zisu. Instagram at East Society Pod at the Zisu at Magnez Pod, and follow us on TikTok at East Society Pod. So, everyone. Right on. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got one more for you guys. It uh, may be a week or so before we drop that one. Um, I got some I got some stuff I got to do. And plus, I'm going back to work as well. So, but uh, yes, everyone, thank you so much for listening to these first three uh, parts of our best of. And um, yeah, you guys all rule. So come back for more. So until next time, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Bye.